Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. I'm very excited to bring to you today's podcast with Kate. Um, and I just wanted to do a quick note before we started to say that any men that are listening to the podcast might think they don't want to necessarily listen to this podcast or it might not be for them because we're talking about women's hormonal cycles but I can assure you that if you're a man who knows women whether you live with them work with them related to them having this knowledge and having this power is going to put you on the front foot every single time so please 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 do listen in and remember if you love the podcast to leave our five-star review on iTunes or give us some love and some shares from SoundCloud and remember to subscribe either through iTunes or sub or SoundCloud if you don't want to miss a single episode enjoy 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 So welcome to another episode of the Warrior Women Project podcast. This is Jen, your Warrior Woman here, and today I have Kate Cohen with me. Now, I found Kate online, as I do with many of my guests, and I read a blog post that she had written that I found particularly interesting and thought it would be really great to have her on and have a chat to share some of her worldly wisdom with the listeners. So Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> absolute pleasure. Um, so can you just introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit more about who you are and what it is you do? Yeah. Um, so I am a, a life coach and also a yoga teacher and then have been in the, in the past year or so putting everything together a little bit more. So now um, I offer coaching sessions and I mostly uh, work with women, opens working with men as well, but there's definitely a draw to working with women. Um, and also do women's circles with my friend Annette, which are amazing and other kind of ceremonies and workshops where it just gives people a chance to kind of come into a space, let everything go and kind of come back to themselves. Um, and usually in that as well, I use some, some movement practices. So sometimes with yoga, but sometimes more kind of embodied movement. So not so specific, but allowing people to find their own way um, and how they want to explore. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Do you have a favourite part of what you do? Is there something that stands out? Ooh, good question. <laughs> I think I mostly I mostly just enjoy seeing the transformation that people go through, whether that's in a coaching session or when we're in when we're in a space together and when we walk in, however they are, just that like almost freedom and like vibrancy that like like we have actually when we get to kind of let go of all the stuff that we're kind of carrying or you know just even things that come through life but it feels stressful or we have a lot going on in our mind and then just from having a little bit of space whether to speak or to move or breathe or not do very much it's like ah and then just seeing people when they come out of that being like, yes, and they look so, they, like just that um, freshness and like that light in their eyes again. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. It's always nice to see that, that you just, they've let go of something 
Mm-hmm. Like they were, they brought something in that they were carrying around their bodies on their shoulders, and they've managed to just create that space to let it go. It's just such a lovely yeah. thing to to be able to witness and to help somebody on that part of their journey. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So, nice. <laughs> so one of the reasons that I had reached out to you was you did an article on moon cycles and menstrual cycles, and when we had had a conversation before, I had said to you in November. Um, I came off my pill and since coming off my pill I have noticed changes in my emotional state and in my own cycle where I hadn't realised before when I was on the pill how much my period wasn't actually a period that I was experiencing because it was very controlled by these tiny, tiny, tiny little yellow tablets that I was taking and I'm now like, oh, this is a whole new thing that I want to explore and try to understand and things like that. And your article was really, really interesting. So can you share any of that information with the listeners? I do not want to try and butcher what I read. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Um, that article, um, so my friend Kate asked, like, kind of, made the questions for me because I'd done a little workshop that she came to that was all about um, learning how to chart your menstrual cycle and she was like oh this is so interesting we kind of did it together Um, so in that article um, what I was talking about was starting to become aware of your menstrual cycle and um, charting it and actually what a powerful process that can be Um, so for me as well, kind of similar to you, I'd never really paid that much attention to my cycle um, when I was younger. And it was a few years ago, maybe like four years ago or something, I had the implant. So really not connected to it at all because then I think I had like the odd period, but again, they're not like real ones. Mm. And so most of the time I didn't need to think about anything. Um, and then my bo- yeah I just had like such a sense like I wanted to actually come back to my natural my natural cycles um and one of the first ways I started doing that was just by charting and you can do it um you can use apps to do it or I like to do it on paper and basically it's you just following your cycle so when you start reading is day one and you just consecutively count all the way through until you start your next period in that so it, it will go from day one till day whatever. So like an yep. average, which is very average, is like 28 days. But yep. that can vary so much for everyone. So some mm. of us will have shorter than that. Some will be much longer. Um, it can all, Your cycle can also shift and change depending on different things that might be happening in your life or with your body. So yep. that's also a big part is that when we start to chart, we really get to see what our cycle looks like so what is normal for us our kind of rhythms like how long our cycle lasts what are when we're bleeding like how long that will last what that is like for us how our emotions and energy will tend to change throughout the cycle and points in the cycle and days that are potentially more challenging than others Mm. (laughs) so some parts as we go through we feel yeah we feel really good you know we're kind of like on a roll other points can feel like yeah very like high emotions or very stressful or like we are just questioning everything um 
yeah so when but when we start to chart we can start to actually really build a picture of where we are and then what I find really helpful is when I know where I'm at the whole way through these challenging points aren't so challenging because I can be much more um compassionate and also do what I need to do to support myself at those times um yeah and then in a bigger sense as well it it to me helps to feel just really connected like connected to myself but connected to the world connected to everyone connected to all all the women (laughs) everywhere um and also to the moon uh, and to the seasons of the earth because everything is constantly going in these cycles and so nothing is never is ever really going in a straight line um even though there's it's almost kind of built into our expectation of how we're meant to go through life it's quite linear Mm. but actually when you can start to move in a more cyclical way I think it well, for me anyway it brings back so much balance and um health and energy as well because I'm not trying to force myself into like a, a straight way of being when actually I'm always changing yeah. and most of us are always changing as well yeah it's just when you're saying about the about the seasons changing I have mm. read over the years and stuff about like the menstrual cycle has like three month phases as well as the monthly phase. Is that something that you're aware of or have I just made that up? In um within (laughs) 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 you know that it's one of these things that's in my head and I don't know if I've just completely sectionalized it from somewhere or if I have actually read it somewhere and gone, all right, so over the winter those three months period is slightly different to spring to summer. To ah. autumn, but I, I mean, I could have just totally made that up. I don't know. So maybe we can come round to that because okay. I do think that the actual seasons affect us in different okay. ways. But then, in terms of your menstrual cycle, you can think of that as having four seasons or four phases within it, um, which is a really helpful way of understanding it. If that makes sense. Maybe that's where I'm getting confused what you're about. That might be what you (laughs) (laughs) That really, really helps me to like, I don't know, to understand it in a different way. And there's an amazing book called Wild Power by Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo Wurlitzer. Alexandra Pope's written a few good books on kind of menstrual cycles and hell. um, So she's worth checking out. And they have a website called Red School too, if people want to kind of explore for themselves um but in their book they have this um yeah they talk about a lot about the seasons of your cycle so um you can think about menstruation as kind of like winter time yeah and then um kind of coming out of menstruation pre-ovulation is like springtime ovulation is kind of like summer Mm -hmm. and then pre-menstrually is uh, like autumn yeah um and then so you can think about the different kind of energies of those seasons mm. and if you if you even think about like how we see those seasons reflected outside in those different times of the year um then how we could imagine those energies in our body and work with them so winter is kind of about 
surrender and renewal, darkness, stillness, letting yourself rest, kind of going underground a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when we're bleeding, like taking that time out, stepping away a little bit, yes. slowing everything down, nourishing ourselves and being open to kind of resetting as well. And then springtime in our cycle is kind of like starting to come out of that. So a lot of that energy starting to come back, but also maybe not vulnerable, but little, you know, you can feel a lot, almost a little bit like not quite ready to go back into the world, yeah. but filled with new ideas, loads of possibilities, um, starting to feel that vibrancy in your body again. And then summer is kind of like your, like your full out there time, like big energy, so like able to give your energy as well, being able to be social, looking after people, taking on loads of work, um, quite logical as well and yeah so kind of putting yourself out into the world and then the autumn time the premenstrual time um is maybe like most people's like the most challenging interesting time (laughs) it's the time of um starting to let things go but I always think like gives you so much clarity on is this thing right for me or not Mm -hmm. and then it really shows up if there's anything that's not right in your life at that time it might be with yourself with your job with relationships with anything and that's probably where it pings up and actually there's like a lot of truth in that point so you get to see things really clearly there's also a kind of like focus to really get things done and you can you know clear and finish and edit things and then towards the end of that it's like a real call to start drawing back inwards again like not giving your energy so much out the way but pulling it back in towards yourself so you can come back towards menstruation yeah. and kind of start again um so yeah that's kind of like the the site the seasons of your cycle, like cycle yeah. yeah yes that's really interesting there's also when you were talking about that really then when we come to nourishing our body and the foods that we eat and even like the activities that we do, we really need, should be trying to taper that into that cycle as well if you want to try and achieve the most balance within it. So eating the right kind of foods to reflect each season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Yeah, so I kind of just try to go for myself. I just go quite intuitively. Yeah. Um, there's... I can even like look up some things. They talk a little bit about foods in that book as well. Mm. Um, and what I've noticed is definitely around like premenstrual menstruation time, like things that are like kind of stimulating are not really what, you know, like loads of caffeine or loads of yeah. sugar, or heavy foods. It's like your body is going through a natural detoxification kind of cleansing process anyway. So anything that you can do to help that usually feels yeah. quite good. And then kind of really allowing yourself to, to kind of slow and soften down into that. So like lighter foods, things that are easy to digest, maybe sometimes like that feeling of warm and nourishing. So like kind of soupy things as well. And veggies. Yeah. Um, and then on the way out of that as well, giving yourself the energy you need as you start to come out of menstruation so then you can start to kind of build up your your food again um yeah yeah because I think if you were able to tune into that more I imagine for people who have really extreme symptoms during PMS um that they would then maybe alleviate some of those symptoms is that something that you've noticed as you've started to bring that into balance 
Yeah, I think so a little bit. I mean, I am guessing really lucky in that way. I, I don't have like any extreme symptoms, or, you know, like endometriosis or yeah. polycystic ovary or anything, anything like that. But I um, definitely would get like cramps and sometimes migraines and really bad back pain. Um, and so through just being a lot more aware of my cycle, now I don't really I don't really have any of those symptoms so much or if I do I know it's because I've not really been <laughs> kind of like looking after myself yeah so now when I'm really really tuned in and I'm kind of doing you know going through and looking after myself then I won't have any symptoms at all mm-hmm. and I won't even really get PMS I'll just because I'll I'll kind of allow myself to kind of take myself away a little bit or just have more quiet time and slow things down then I don't get that kind of like anxiety or anger almost you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) or get pain or get crampy or get like the migraines and the headaches um so I think definitely for me mostly it's like the more we can tune in the more we can we can listen to our bodies. We can follow what they need in th- instead of kind of pushing ourselves to do what we think we should be doing. Yeah. And just that simple, just actually like giving ourselves a moment to act, like ask our bodies, like, what do you need right now? Or even if there is pain or you do have symptoms, sometimes I'll kind of like get myself in, you know, do some nice breathing, kind of get into a little meditation and then actually just ask, like if I have a really bad cramp or if I have, headache or some something is going on just ask my body like what what are you trying to tell me what is this what are you trying to show me what can I do to help this what do you need and then yeah I usually get some kind of answer (laughs) and just to do that is like it might seem super simple but I think that we actually always have what we need inside us like we have the answers we have the wisdom that we yeah yeah and I think that that disconnect that we have when we get stuck. Cause I know like there'll be people who are listening to this that aren't like ourselves are self-employed. So we can maybe start to look at how we run our businesses to try and run it around here. So if you're employed and your boss expects you to turn up at this time and put in this amount of effort, it can be really, really challenging to try and go, well, actually, sorry, I'm in autumn just now. So I need to, <laughs> I can't do so much work next week. So yeah. plan ahead. <laughs> so can, I can imagine for people like that, it would be, really really chat like could be more challenging so being able to tune in and try and listen and nourish is therefore going to be much much more important to them to try and alleviate some of the, mm-hmm. the sort of more extreme symptoms especially if they're suffering yeah for sure and I think actually that's such a good point that you said because yeah so you know sometimes life is going on and we have to do certain things like well you know if you're working it's like you still have to go to work you have to like show up in them yeah you still have to be there and even in those times if you know where you're at in your own cycle you know maybe you do have to do some certain things and you can't rearrange or you you can't not go to work or whatever but just even knowing you can almost internally like create that little space for yourself so even as you're doing your work or you're interacting with with people to know oh okay I am feeling sore or more tired or a little bit spaced out today or more sensitive so 
just that's okay you know and letting yourself yeah. be like that um and then it's like you can just have a little bit com- more of compassion for yourself as you go through whatever you're whatever you have to do so that day and then like taking those tiny little bits of time whenever you can um to create a little bit more nourishment whenever it's possible really yeah yeah i think that's really important um there was another question another thing i was going to ask or see about that oh, it's kind of been a good question because it's escaped my mind right now. <laughs> so the thing about this isn't what it was going to be but this other question popped into my head so the thing about women coming into sync with each other I have read things that have said yeah that's true and then other things that have said no that's not true what are your thoughts on that I think I think it definitely happens because I've experienced it quite a few times with different um, with different times I've been in like uh, spaces with a lot of women or like living with different women at different times. Um, so I think it depends how close proximity. I mean, if you're living with other women, then yeah. I think it probably does happen. Um, or sometimes I've even had it where I would not be really because I wouldn't be about to bleed in my cycle, but someone else was, and it kind of like pulled me in. So sometimes there might be someone, not to say anyone has like a stronger cycle than someone else, but, or if one person's cycle has been a little bit lost or all all over the place and someone has a very kind of regular cycle, they might kind of get drawn into that. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of helps pull you all together. Um, and I've also had it with like friends if we're kind of closely doing doing things together or have been working together or whatever, we kind of like sync up as well. Um, so yeah, because it's, I guess it's like that thing, our, well, for everyone, like all humans, our hormones are always kind of talking to each other. You yeah. <laughs> don't know what you're doing, but interacting like all of the time. Yeah. Um, so then I think that is, yeah, I think that can also kind of call us back. And when I when I had come taken the implant out and my cycle was still kind of finding its way back and it wasn't totally regular, I went to a training and it was all about um, uh, kind of like womb, it's called womb yoga by this lady called Uma Dinsmore-Tuli. And so it was like this room of 60 women and we were all in it together. Yeah. And... It was so funny, like, when I ended up in the room, like, uh, all the women around me, we were all, like, just about to bleed. So we were all, like, in it together. And then, then we all kind of started on the same day. And then there was other, like, it was so strange the way it came, like, everyone in the room kind of went, I don't know, without knowing, was drawn to the place of, like, the other women around them. Um, so, yeah. I think it's. I think it's definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's not that, it's just you're then drawn more to those people because things feel more in sync, energy mm. levels, and that sort of thing. So you kind of gravitate towards people that might be on similar or same same kind yeah. of cycles, and then you're like, oh, right, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I'm, another thing that I have very vaguely read about is about the moon cycles so there's this thing about the new moon being the time of periods full moon being time of ovulation some people are very in sync with that some people are very out of sync with that what 
is your sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, that too. Um, so I think what it is kind of like before we were in our kind of modern day lives, then I think it would have been more natural for us to maybe menstruate at the new moon yeah. and ovulate at the full moon. And if you think of that in terms of the new moon is like the dark moon, so the time of quiet and rest and there's no light in the sky and then the it's like the light so the um like full illumination and higher energy so if we're menstruating at the new moon we're kind of matching that that mm. and then if we're ovulating, our high energy matches that and then that would make sense as well because you know before if we were there was less light pollution um we kind of were more, our sleep patterns were more aligned with like the actual light in the sky. Yeah. Um, so then our ovulation could be triggered by the light of the full moon, if that makes sense. Yes. And then the menstruation by the dark moon. Um, and I still think we can come back to that. Hmm. So I definitely think we can re, we can come into those that matching with the new and the full moon. Um, and what I've experienced too is that my cycle shifts around. And so for the past six months or so, I'd been menstruating at the full moon and ovulating at the new moon. So it was kind of shifted. Yeah. And sometimes uh, I've read and kind of explored as well the energy of that. It's, it's almost like kind of helping you still be out in the world at the yeah. same time, so helping you to offer because even though you're leading, you're in the, the light of the full moon, so there's that higher energy. Um, and when you're ovulating, you can still kind of tap into the energy of the new moon. Um, and now my cycle is shifting back to towards menstruating in the new moon again. Yeah. So I think it's really, I just, then I think for everyone that, that you can think it, but also it might be interesting to know for yourself what is your own cycle doing because that yeah. might give you some insights and when I chart as well I always like put in what the moon is doing and what sign the moon is in and yeah. that for me sometimes that has I feel that energy more or like has a bigger impact than my internal cycle in some ways so I'm yeah. always interested with that but then sometimes uh, at the fuller new moon or like the quarter moons I feel like that energy very strongly too. So it can be really interesting just to see like where you're at in yeah. your own flow of everything. And I don't think I don't think there's a right or wrong. I don't think that we're our bodies are totally wrong or messed up if we're not synced up yet. Yeah. And sometimes it's just the awareness of it that helps bring us back into our more of a natural rhythm as well. Yeah. Do you think if somebody is on any sort of like if a female's on any sort of contraception that they can still have these cycles and, tune, and be tuned in or do you think that the sort of medication and stuff numbs it too much? Yeah, so it depends um, what their contraception is on because some of them um, mean that you don't ovulate so then you're not having, you're not actually having a, a normal cycle anyway. Yeah. And then otherwise... If 
if you do still ovulate, the everything is a little bit dimmed down because the the contraception is changing your hormone levels so much that you're not really in like a normal or a natural cycle. Yeah. Um, but saying that, I think you definitely can still start to track where you're at because you might you'll be able to pick up like the subtle changes in your body. And then I think the more you do that, it gives you like this baseline, which then might you might even decide from doing that or something might start to shift and you might not want to be on hormonal contraception anymore or you might want to stay on it and it works for you but you can and then it's like you can definitely still tap into the cycles of the moon and where your body where your body could be at as well yeah um so even if you're unsure or if if someone hasn't really been having periods or even for people who aren't menstruating at, for whatever reason and that might be because they're coming into menopause or they are just not having periods for for many different reasons they could still chart with the actual moon yeah. so day one would be the new moon um and then day 28 29 would be the full moon and they just chart all the way through and yeah. they could still keep note of like their energy their emotions how their skin is um the things they want to eat how social they feel and you know anything and yeah. everything that you, so that you can still do that um and I think that's really useful for anyone if they're interested in it anyway and yeah. it gives you a sense of kind of grounding and and being in those cycles and then being able to kind of follow it each month and if like sometimes I think it's really nice you can set like your intentions at the new moon kind of follow around to the full moon see what's kind of manifested or come to fruition and then kind of follow that round or let things fall away that need to and then you come back to the new moon again yeah um so that you know everybody can do that yeah. which is amazing it's- I work with quite a few women who are menopause, have gone through the menopause, and they still have a like they still are secular. Like they have ups and downs of cravings, of moods, of energy and stuff like that. Because a few of them have said, like mentioned that they've had a gripe about something, and I'm like, do you track your cycle? Like, do you still? I know you're not bleeding anymore, but do you still track your cycle because this could be cyclical? And they're like, oh, I've never thought of that. And then they've gone away, and they're like, oh, that totally makes sense because some of them have maybe had um hysterectomy mm-hmm. early like had early so they've been taken into menopause early and other have just gone through that natural phase and I think for menopausal women it's as important and as interesting to still follow that because hot flushes and any of the other symptoms that they might be experiencing through menopause could be cyclical as well as anything else but because you think oh I don't bleed anymore then you maybe just don't even think about it anymore yeah totally and I think it could be really because that is such a time of change as well mm-hmm. um, and so many changes like can ha- are happening in your body through your body and to your mind at the same time yeah. so it can it could almost feel quite unsettling um, so have just even having that like your own kind of awareness of your little cycles within that could can help give you just like a sense of 
of grounding and, sen- and centeredness and knowing like I'm still going through a change and a transition mm-hmm. um which sometimes just even for me always knowing that I'm like it's okay <laughs> even if it feels crazy right now like that's fine it's, it's a it's another phase like it's another yeah. another place and another part that I'm going through yeah I think that gets just that information gives you so much power because if you go, if you're having a meltdown about something and you're like, what is wrong with me? Why am I being so unreasonable about this experience or whatever? And then when you go, oh, right, okay, that makes more sense. Now it just takes some of that pressure off. It's like, right, okay, I'm being mental for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you give yourself permission. and sometimes there's like a good you know sometimes there's a good reason for it as well behind it you know oh first of all be like whoa I was you know I was a bit mental what was happening but it's like actually there might be something underneath that that is really truthful or really that you want that needs to be seen or needs to be spoken or yeah yeah, wants to be expressed (laughs) and then you could just blame it on your cycle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes I was a bitch to you because <laughs> yeah. that's how I actually feel about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the truth coming out, the truth coming out. <laughs> so you said at the start you cycle you chart your cycle just on paper mm-hmm. yeah yes are there any apps out there that you have tried or used or that you you know of that are particularly good for people that are a bit more want to do it on tech yeah so I started using an app called clue which I I really liked actually I just for me paper just works better but yeah yeah, it's really simple to use and once you once you start charting then it can it kind of predicts almost like what your cycle will be so the more you use it the more clear like accurate it can get um and it has loads of options for things to track as well so you can get a really good sense of like all of the little signs that give you an idea of where you might be at in at in your cycle um yeah so that's a good one I think there's also one called flow and there's one by I'm just looking because I have the book beside me there's one by this might be the one flow by Alisa Vitti and she also does she's written a book called women code which talks a lot about um your endocrine system and the hormones and using food to balance your hormones through your cycle which I'm just reading just now. Yeah. Um, there are some more actually that I can't remember off the top of my head, but if people are interested, if they like on whatever they get their apps through, just look for like cycle charting or menstrual, yeah. menstrual cycle apps. But I used Clue and I really liked it when I used it. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely other ones. And I think it's a good way to start because sometimes if people aren't sure like how to chart or what, a cycle would be they're just putting in the information and then the app will kind of show you and yeah. then you can start to understand a little bit more yeah because I, I use flow um at the moment and it's there's things that you don't even think about that are part of your cycles that you go oh yeah okay I must keep an eye on that as well it's like like any discharge that you have throughout the month and yeah your obviously your energy your moods 
camps, just like some some of the basic stuff that you maybe dismiss as just life rather than actually being yeah. part of a cycle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that was a good one as well, like the discharge. That's actually like a really, really helpful way of knowing where you're at in your cycle once you get to know um because it changes the whole way through yeah and at ovulation as well for for most people then it it becomes like almost like this egg white kind of mm. texture like yeah. really like slippy stretchy um and then it will kind of change and then get a little bit drier as you come to menstruation but it, like it changes the whole way through so if yeah. you pay attention to that the whole way through you can pretty much tell where you're at um, yeah yeah which is really helpful because the body's all like obviously during menstruation it's trying to make the optimal conditions for conceiving and then not losing like not miscarrying if mm-hmm. you're trying to get pregnant and if you're not trying to get pregnant then obviously work with the opposite opposite way around it's like smart yeah. <laughs> body it is so yeah. smart <laughs> and so then either way like if you want to try to um conceive then knowing where you're at is like ideal because you want to yeah. know when you're ovulating or when you're approaching ovulation and otherwise if you don't want to get pregnant you definitely want to know that time too because yeah. you yeah you want to be careful so yeah definitely. yeah yeah I think even though this this podcast is specifically for women I think men having this information and knowing this information is so is powerful for them as well because if you're in a relationship with somebody and that other person understands mm-hmm. the cycle that you're on they can then work their behaviors around so that it makes life easier for everyone yeah I think so so much like if we all yeah I think like if we all learn this then we could all interact in a much Mm. yeah just in a much easier way almost because we would understand or it gives men a chance to understand maybe why women seem to change or why one day that comment was fine the next day it definitely you know um or even like even like sex drive like okay well why you know if they because their hormones don't change in the same way so they are at more of a kind of level yeah then it would help all of us understand you know yeah yeah just because at different times of the month it takes longer for a woman to climax than it does at other times of the month because Mm. everything's different like and it's like it's not you honestly it's me (laughs) Ah. i just need a few more minutes (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like yeah and there's no um yeah, no one's doing anything wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just we're, you know, we're just changing. Or why sometimes you might have absolutely no desire for for sex, or yeah. even be in that space, or you might feel even like super sensitive to someone even like touching you yeah. or being close to you. Um, or other times you might be like, yes, <laughs> you know, like yeah, like why are you not touching me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you. Um, so yeah, I think it's really like so interesting. I think for for everyone to explore. Yeah, 
Yeah. Before I, w- I moved on to that sex conversation, I was also having this image in my head of people at work with women with their menstrual charts up so that their bosses knew where they were in their yeah. cycle so they knew how to approach that conversation. Like business would be so different. The work environment would be uh-huh. so different if everybody just understood where everybody was. <laughs> it's like the world would be such a happier place. I know. <laughs> I think some people do that though. I think um well, I think in this book, this lady, Alisa, talks about that. Um, like the, in her office, like they set it up so everybody knows, like everyone yes. puts it or like has a little chart or blocks off things. Um, because then you can actually really work with it. Like, yeah. if, or even in, in terms of your own, uh, like our own kind of goals or things or projects or, or things that we're working on in whatever sense they are. Like if we, if we know like around our menstruation that we can actually just take a little bit of time to do kind of more, not like visualizing but we don't need to take any action at that point we can almost mm. like collect ideas and then in the kind of pre-ovulation time it's like maybe starting to explore those ideas talking about them um, having different options possibilities like not really setting things in stone but just starting to like collect and pre- kind of pre-plan yeah. and then when come to ovulation it's right okay now I'm going to take some actions I'm going to get out there I'm going to put my ideas out there um really create and and see what happens and then pre-menstrually take a little bit of a like take stock of what's what came out of all of that like what was great what do you want to do differently and then kind of do it again so if actually we have the opportunity to do that in our whole life every single month if we want to yeah um and you know because we kind of have like new year's resolutions Mm -hmm. or we have like times in in like the big year where we're like okay this is when I do this and this is when I do this um which I think is great too but also I think it's really powerful to know that we could do that we can do this continually yeah and that and for me as well sometimes like you set these bigger goals or resolutions or things you want to do and then like a few months later it you're like whoa what is that like I don't that's completely changed I have no interest in that and instead of thinking oh I've I've like not failed at it somehow or I really did not achieve that it's like well maybe actually you've been going through you know a lot of changes and readjustment of your goals the whole time yeah yeah I think goal setting is really interesting because that's something I work on with my clients and it's and every this wasn't it's only now I'm thinking oh that's actually quite quite intuitive that I've put it on a four month a four week cycle that they review their goals every four weeks um because it's like well sometimes you start working towards a goal and then realize that's not actually what you want but because you've set the goal you feel like you need to keep pushing towards it and it's like well just touch it and move on to something else but and now that we're talking about this I'm thinking oh the next course I start I might try and start it on a new moon yeah so that it then so it's already yeah to try and line up with that so that that then works oh that's genius that's brilliant <laughs> I will let you know it's how so that goes because <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you start to think you're like whoa it kind of links into everything yeah or you can like really yeah you can use it for whatever you're doing which is quite cool yeah I love that though like you already yeah that you were like oh, you were already it already makes sense sometimes yeah to have like those little in-between points to kind of 
look back on things. Yeah, just to keep checking in. Mm. Yeah. It's fascinating. I love this, but this is so fascinating, <laughs> this whole conversation. <laughs> I could probably sit here and chat to you all day about this. So many. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I haven't got time today to do that, and I'm sure you probably don't either. You've got other stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got any workshops or events or anything coming up that you can tell the listeners a little bit about yes so well this one is actually this Saturday um, so the 28th of July um, Lynette and I are doing our full moon women's circle and we do these um, once a month so always around the full moon yeah, as close as we can usually at, at, on the weekend of whatever the filming is so they kind of happen people can check that out and they can come to one like in August it's, you know like we yep, keep them yep. going um, and so there we come together Lynette's amazing she does a beautiful like heart centred meditations mm. so we all come in kind of get into our heart spaces um, have loads of space to share so every woman, woman can speak and be heard um, and then I do some movement with us and um, we also like we always have a theme for it so it's kind of anchored in the theme and then we just get to explore that together yeah. Um, so yeah loads loads of fun I know it can seem um, maybe sometimes a little bit scary or, or intimidating I think when people are like oh to come in but there's always a always new people coming and loads of people just come by themselves and it's a really like we it's such a loving like open friendly supportive space um, and yeah. so yeah everyone is welcome um, if they want to join us and but um, they're in Edinburgh is that right Yes, they're in Edinburgh, and the filming ones we do at Cam on Canning Street, which is a lovely studio as well. Yeah. Katie's been on the podcast. Her podcast actually is out today, the day that we're recording. Oh, amazing! Yeah, she's so lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's incredible. Um, so it's a really, really beautiful space to come to. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, um, I might be doing some more um, kind of cycle workshops and exploring things like that, which are not set in stone yet. But if people follow like my Instagram or whatever, they can always see things there. What's your Instagram handle just for the listeners? It's at underscore Kate Cohen underscore. Cool. I'll put what I'll do is I'll put the links to that um, on the show notes and also the couple of books that you mentioned I'll get you a message with them through so I can put the details yeah. of them in the show notes so if anybody's interested in learning can more about it they can get a wee look at it I'm going to need to try and work out my schedule to see when I can come through to one of your filming events yeah like it's so much episodes. fun yeah, yeah. so that'll much be, fun that'll be cool that'll be cool or you can come at Glasgow and do them. yeah <laughs> that would also be fun <laughs> take it on the road (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how Glasgow and Edinburgh are only like what not even 50 miles apart but it's like it's the other side of the country (laughs) I know (laughs) I know they're so close you can jump on the train it's an hour yeah (laughs) like oh no I can't go (laughs) and other people in other parts of the country will commute for an hour or more just to get to work (laughs) yeah I know. Is Instagram the best place for people to follow you? Is that where you're mainly hanging out on social media? 
Yes, yeah. um, I have a Facebook that is um, that I linked, like they are linked together. So yeah. if they like, you can find it there. Um, it's I think the handle for that is at Moon Sisters Collective, and my name on that is like Ka Kako, like K A dot C O. Okay. Um, but if they find, I think Instagram is the easiest one, and then they yeah. can find it from there. I think that's where most people yeah. are hanging out these days. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody's fed up with Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's just such a different environment and different feel. I think for this type of stuff, Instagram's a better place to go to get information that's not then bombarded with a million different other people's views and opinions and arguments and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's yeah, I think so. More Sometimes. supportive, I think, yeah. Yeah. Just okay. all of <laughs> so Kate thank you so much for being on the podcast today I'm sure, I hope the listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have not at all thank you so much like it's been so lovely to speak to you and I like I love chatting about this stuff and exploring with other people so when someone's in I'm like oh yeah <laughs> we can explore together. so yeah thank you so yeah. much for having me absolutely sure so after I finished recording, Kate sent me a message. Um, she forgot to mention that she has a free moon cycle chart that you can print off if you're interested in getting a hold of that. Just head over to her Instagram, which is underscore Kate Cohen underscore. The link for her Instagram is in the show notes. So please, if you want to get one downloaded, just to give you an idea of what it is that you're doing or check out one of the apps that we talked about on the podcast. Flow, I think there's Lunar Cycle, Moon Cycle, anything at all. Just search for Menstrual Cycle apps and something will come up in your app store. Have an awesome day.